0: What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Real Talk, and yo. The Raiders have finally cut down the roster. They've got down to the 53-man roster of what they're going to be rolling out with on Monday Night Football, September 13th against the Baltimore Ravens. And man, you know, there's a lot of guys that I'm excited about, and there was a couple of moves that weren't really a head-scratcher for me, but they were one that I was like, man, kind of sucks. Raiders... Unfortunately, released my favorite Carl Joseph. Uh, he, you know, he, he he was injured a lot of camp, and he wasn't able to be out there, wasn't able to take the field a lot, uh, and you know, he played significant time in the final game against the Niners, and he was one of the bright spots on that defense. Unfortunately, he just wasn't out there enough to to make an impact on the roster. Uh, you know, other guys showed out, Teamer. Gillespie, those guys really stood out, and they they fit into uh, what Gus Bradley was looking for. Uh, Carl Joseph has been picked up by the Steelers. He was stashed away on their practice squad. I wish Carl Joseph all the best. I, I consummate professional uh, guy is one heck of a player. He he plays hard, uh, great tackler. I can't say enough good things about Carl Joseph. Um, but I, I definitely hope that he lands on his feet and he you know he balls out again. That being said. You know, we look at the roster and the breakdown of what the roster is. There's a couple things that, that were head-scratchers to me. Uh, the Raiders retaining Neville, Nevin Lawson. Uh, the Raiders retaining Jalen Rashard. Um, knowing that Jalen is has an injury, he's most likely going to go on the IR, so that's not going to count against the 53. Uh, Nevin Lawson is going to be facing a suspension again in the beginning of the season. It's two a two-game suspension for PEDs. Um, and so those are things that you look at. Those are things that you're going to closely monitor. Um, the Raiders have recently restructured Nick Kwiatkowski's contract to free up a little bit of cap space. Um, he's a guy that's going to come in, and he's still going to, you know, be a playmaker for this team. Uh, and then we look at, you know, some guys that were brought back on the practice squad. Uh, you have Trey Regis who was brought back. You have Dylan Stoner who was brought back. Uh, Jeremiah Putasi. Those are all guys that. You know, that stood out in the preseason. Uh, Trey Regis, especially, was a guy that everybody was high on. Um, everybody was fired up about. And so for him to come back on the practice squad to get an opportunity to come in and play, uh, it'll be nice to see what he can do uh, if he does get a shot. Um, but it'll be also be nice just to have him stashed away on that practice squad. And of course, the Raiders have decided to keep three quarterbacks once again. Uh, the Peter man lives on another season in the silver and black. Um, I think that this looks, you look at it for a couple different reasons. You you have to question Marcus's ability to go. Uh, We haven't seen Marcus Mariota in the preseason at all. Uh, John Gruden has said that Marcus is dealing with uh, some sort of injury. Uh, we did see Marcus obviously come in, in the charger game last year and he played pretty well. Um, But I think the question is, you know, what's Marcus's ability or is it a fact that John Gruden was stashing Marcus Mariota away because he didn't want anybody to see him play and potentially lose him because he has a place for him on the roster um, to take over that Taysom Hill type role um, as a utility player. Uh, So those are the questions that we have with that in the quarterback room. Uh, Looking at the running back room right now, you really have two running backs. You've got Josh Jacobs and you have Kenyon Drake. Uh, Jalen Rashard is injured. Trey Regis is on the practice squad. Alec Engle can run the Rock as well, though. So those are those are things that you look at there. Tight ends, uh, I think a surprising move was losing Derek Carrier, them cutting Derek Carrier in, in favor of Nick Bowers. But Bowers did have a very impressive preseason. And you save you know, upwards of $2 million against the cap by letting Carrier go. Uh, it'll be interesting. But uh, you know what? The moves that John Gruden has made with the tight end position outside of Jason Witten have been pretty good. I mean, bringing in Darren Waller, uh, letting Jared Cook walk. Uh, Foster Moreau is a up-and-coming player who I think is going to shine this season. Uh, and I've been banging that Foster Moreau drum for months now. I think that Foster is going to ball out. Um, Looking at the receiver room, that's another one where you have John Brown who was brought in to kind of be the quote unquote replacement to Nelson Aguilar who was brought in. Uh, He requested a release. I think that he saw that he wasn't getting much playing time. Uh, He was playing significant time in the final preseason game and You know, I think that he looked at that depth chart and said, you know, what? I'm not where I want to be on this depth chart. I got Zay Jones ahead of me. I got Henry Ruggs. I've got Brian Edwards. I've got Hunter Renfro. I've got Willie Sneed. All these guys are ahead of this, uh, ahead of John Brown. And it's not a knock on John Brown. This is a situation where, you know, this is where you can say, hey, the receiver room is pretty good. And if the receiver room is so good that, you know, John Brown is down on the depth chart, that's a good problem to have. So the Raiders granted John Brown his his request and released him, uh, and you know they went with five receivers. Defensively on the on that side of the ball, there weren't many there weren't many cuts or, or releases that that were shocking to me. Uh, like I said, the Carl Joseph one kind of stood out, but I can understand it because of the injuries. Um, the other one um, that was kind of notable was the Kendall Vickers release. Uh, and that was just because I had actually tweeted out that Gerald McCoy would be wearing 93 by by midweek. And Kendall Vickers was released and Gerald McCoy was now rocking that 93 again Uh, we saw how Gerald McCoy played in that preseason game against the Niners man amongst boys I mean he showed why he was a six-time pro bowler he showed why he is one of the best defensive tackles in the league when healthy Um, if he can return to what he was before the injury the Raiders have a very good player in Gerald McCoy now obviously he's got an uphill battle still he's He came after the game and said that he was feeling pain. Uh, It hurt, but he felt good. He loved it. Uh, Those are things that you want to hear. Those are exciting things. Uh, And there's going to be a really good rotation at that defensive tackle position with Gerald McCoy, with Jonathan Hankins, with Solomon Thomas with Quentin Jefferson, there's some guys in there that can they can mix it up. They're going to have a lot of health. You're going to have a lot of freshness. Uh, I expect to see Cleveland Farrell maybe playing the three a little bit as well uh, just because he's going to be a guy that's going to kind of play everywhere on that defensive line. He doesn't really have a set spot. Max Crosby and Yannick Ngakwe have taken over the defensive end position. They will be the starters, uh, and Clee will be working in on that rotation. Uh, so, you know, you look at that and what, what that brings. Uh, the one area of question is obviously linebacker Nick Morrow's injured. Uh, Javin White went down with an injury. Uh, the Raiders brought in Denzel Perryman, who is very familiar with Gus Bradley's system. He played very well in that system. Uh, he is coming off an injury, which we talked about last week. Or yeah, we talked about last week on the pod. Um, But he's a guy that, you know, when healthy is a very good linebacker and especially against the run uh, and they're going to get tested. They're going to get tested really early. Uh, You have a Ravens team that has a quarterback that can run the ball very well. You've got a Ravens team that has a quarterback that can throw the ball pretty well as well. Um, And with the receiver, with the Ravens having their top receivers out, with the Raiders having J.K. Dobbins out, the weight of the world is going to be on Lamar Jackson's shoulders, and the Raiders are going to have to respond. I would expect the Raiders to spy him the whole game, put Gillespie on him, put Tanner Muse on him, put Nate Hobbs on him, put somebody who was fast and physical on him, so that way they keep him in the pocket and they force him to throw the ball. You keep Lamar Jackson in the pocket, you don't allow him to do what he does best, that's when he's going to get flustered. That's when he's going to have issues. If you flush him out of the pocket, that's where he thrives. He's not a pocket quarterback. He's not a guy who's going to sit in the pocket, sit back in the pocket, and be comfortable there. He wants to run, he wants to move. So, those are the things that you look at. So, the Raiders have their 53 man roster set. They have the guys that they're going to go to battle with, they have the guys that they're going to go to war with, they have the guys that are going to line up on Monday night in 11 days and face the Baltimore Ravens. That's exciting. It's exciting that football is back. It's exciting that real football is back. The Raider football is back. Now if Twitter can just stop screwing up and get the shield back on the Raider Nation hashtag. Because it is time. Season has started. It should be a year-round thing. Raider Nation is not a sometimes thing. It's not a, a you know a September through February thing. It is an all-time thing. That shield should be on 24-7, 365, and on leap year, 366. Because that's how it rolls. Raider Nation is not a sometimes thing. It's an always thing. And if anybody tells you anything different, then I don't know what to tell you. Now, talking about Raiders, talking about what the Raiders do, Raider way, Mark Davis is building a $14 million mansion in the Las Vegas Hills. And, man, that thing, one, it looks like like the training facility. But, two – I mean, man, it looks like a supervillain's lair. It looks like something that a supervillain would live in, and would just have the wildest things come out of it, like sharks with freaking laser beams on their heads and stuff like that. But no, Mark's place is is looks good, like it's gonna be amazing. Um, can't wait to see the completed product. I can't wait for you know him to do a MTV Cribs and to walk through and show everybody his his new pad and every bell and whistle that that place has to offer because you know it's going to be state-of-the-art. He better have a helicopter landing pad like outside his pool with a canopy and dolphins and tigers and everything. I'm just kidding, but uh, it's really cool. If you get an opportunity, go ahead, go online, look at it. Just Google Mark Davis's lair. I'm sure it'll probably come up if you do that because seriously, it looks like a supervillain's lair. It looks like... Tony Stark's house or like the Avengers compound Uh, it's crazy it's nuts it's insane and it is wow just make sure that nobody gives Ray Perez the address because we don't need Ray going out there and yelling at the building and expecting an outcome other than getting laughed at on social media again Uh, but You know, shout out to all you guys, all Raider fans, Raider Nation that's listening. Um, We got a, hopefully, a exciting season ahead of us. There's a lot to be excited about. Uh, The offense is coming off of a good campaign uh, where they were a top 10 offense. They have the ability to be even better. Uh, The defense is going to have some question marks. The offensive line has question marks, I think, too. Uh, This offensive line, they've got eight guys right now. And, you know, I'm... A little bit concerned. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I am a little bit concerned with the offensive line and what the offensive line may or may not bring, uh, just because of the fact that, um, you know, we haven't seen them in an actual, like, real game setting altogether together, uh, playing as one. So that'll be very interesting to see how this plays out. Uh, the offensive line is obviously the lifeblood of the offense. Everything goes through the offensive line. If you can't block. Uh, you, they can't run if you if they can't block they can't pass but i i think that they're going to be okay i think that i think things will be all right i just would like to see a little bit more depth i would like to see a couple more guys on that offensive line that can that can help because now we look at the tight end position uh there's not the least miss there's not the Derek carriers there's not the guys that can come in and and block as well um as we've had in the past and so When you look at the Jumbo set, uh, Brandon Parker is going to have to step up. And I know that, you know, that they said that Brandon Parker has had one of his best camps yet. I hope that's not just feeding me some smoking and and bullshit. Um, I really hope that, that Brandon Parker really did have his best camp yet because he is going to be relied on a lot and you know hopefully Richie Incognito can stay healthy uh, Andre James has really got some huge shoes to fill in replacing Rodney Hudson Denzel Good is getting a shot at full time he I mean he played he played majority of the season last year anyways and he played good he <laughs> no pun intended but he played good um and so you know to continue that to keep that going The Raiders are going to have to have continuity on this offensive line. The Raiders are going to have to minimize injuries, and they're going to have to play smart. Uh, Looking at vaccination statuses, the Raiders look to be almost 100% vaccinated. There's a couple players that aren't. Um, And then, as always, remember that the Raiders do have a vaccination mandate for their season tickets. Uh, and for t- in tickets in general. So, if you're going to a Raider game, uh, they do require proof of vaccination. Just want to make sure everybody knows that before they go uh, so there's no shock at the door. Um, the other thing, too, is the Raiders, so the pe- the people that weren't vaccinated, that didn't want to um, keep their tickets, that wanted to roll their tickets over or to get a refund, um, the Raiders put those tickets back up for sale. They sold out in four minutes. Those tickets sold out in four minutes. And... It just shows that people are going to turn up at Allegiant Stadium. And I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see fans back in the stadium. I'm excited to get in front of you guys and see everybody that, you know, that I haven't seen at games in the past year, that I haven't met people that I've, you know, met on Twitter, uh, people that listen to the pod. I'm really excited to meet you guys. Uh, Really excited to to meet some people and, and to catch Raider football in Allegiant Stadium for the first time. So I know this is a short pod today. Uh, We're not really getting into a whole lot, but we will be back soon. And we got season right around the corner.